but she was happy to pay it, thinking it took the place of at least part of the hotel bill she had not been allowed to pay. Her bag was heavy and made a loud noise when she set it down on the first landing. Giorgio Bruscuti, the older son of her neighbors, had left his sports shoes on the landing, but tonight she was almost happy to see them. Proof that she was home. She lifted the bag and carried it up to the second landing, where she found, as she had expected, neatly tied bundles of Familia Cristiana and Il Giornale. Signor Volpe, who had become an ardent ecologist in his old age, always left their paper for recycling outside the door on Sunday evening, even though there was no need to take it out until Tuesday morning. So pleased was she to see this sign of normal life, that she forgot to pass her automatic judgment that the garbage was the best place for both of those publications. The third landing was empty, as was the table to the left of the door. This was a disappointment to Anna Maria. It meant either that nothing had arrived in the mail for her during the last week, which she could not believe, or that Signora Altavilla had forgotten to leave Anna Maria's post for her to find when she got back. She looked at her watch and saw that it was almost ten. She knew the older woman stayed up late. They had once each confessed to the other that the greatest joy of living alone was the freedom to stay up reading in bed for as long as they pleased. She stepped back from the door to Signora Altavilla's apartment and looked to see if light filtered from beneath the door, but the landing light made it impossible to detect. She approached the door and placed her ear against it, hoping to hear some sound from within. Even the television would indicate that Signora Altavilla was still awake. Disappointed at the silence, she picked up her bag and set it down loudly on the tiles. She listened, but no sound from inside followed it. She picked it up again and started up the steps, careful to let the edge of the bag bang against the back of the first step, louder this time. Up the stairs she went, making so much noise with the bag that, had she heard someone else do it, she would have made some passing reflection on human thoughtlessness or stuck her head out of the door to see what was wrong. At the top of the steps she set the bag down again. She found her key and opened the door to her own apartment, and as it opened, she felt herself flooded with peace and certainty. Everything inside was hers and in these rooms she decided what she would do and when and how. She had no one's rules to obey and no one's hand to kiss, and at that thought all doubt ended, and she was certain she had done the right thing in leaving Palermo, leaving Nico, and ending the affair. She switched on the light, looked automatically across the room at the sofa, where the military precision of the cushions assured her that her cleaning lady had been there in her absence. She brought her suitcase inside, closed the door, and let the silence drift across and into her. Home. Anna Maria walked across the room and opened the window and the shutters. Across the campo stood the church of San Giacomo dell'Orio. If its rounded apse had been the prow of a sailing ship, it would have been aimed at her windows and would soon have been upon her. She moved through the apartment, opening all the windows and pushing back and latching the shutters. She carried her suitcase into the guest room and hoisted it onto the bed, then moved back through the apartment, 
closing the windows against the chill of the October night. On the dining room table, Anna Maria found a piece of paper with one of Luba's curiously worded notes, and beside it, the distinctive buff notice that indicated the attempted delivery of a registered letter. For you came, the note said. She studied the receipt. It had been left four days before. She had no idea who could have sent her a registered letter. The address given for Mitente was illegible. Her first thought was a vague fear that some government agency had discovered an irregularity and was informing her that she was under investigation for having done or failed to do something or other. The second notice, she knew, would have come two days after this one. Its absence meant that Signora Altavilla, who over the years had become the custodian of her post and deliveries, had signed for the letter and had it downstairs.